We were sent out here to do a story. To do a story about what? Uh, as you can see, there's construction underway here. Uh, they've dug out a little bit. There's water has accumulated. Traffic's backed up. In a city the size of Houston, there's always traffic. So what's the big fucking deal? What the fuck are we doing out here? I ask you. What in the fuck are we doing here? I really... No, I really want to. I got some bad ideas in my head. I just. Cookies need love like everything does. <laughs> and I will tell you, it's three agencies of government when I get there that are gone commerce, education, and the. Um, uh, what's the third one there? Let's see. <laughs> It's not a new theory. The philosopher Descartes believed it was the third eye. It's not a theory. It's a fact. Yeah, I'm still alive. I'm still breathing. I mean, look, we can all get into sort of feeling, you know, sorry for ourselves or having a pity party about the past or what's happened. It's just not worth it because it affects the present and it affects the future. You can't sort of play into that sort of stuff. Welcome to Pop Culture Purgatory. When John Candy was there, John and Rick got along very well. They were very close friends. So uh, that was a joy to do. You have somebody like John Candy, you don't say do the words. Just like Bill, Billy Murray, you don't say to Billy, hey, just do the words. You don't do that. These are brilliant people. So all that stuff that John did, he just made up. I had known Billy before also. I played a little b-ball with him actually. And so Bill called and I, and I said, so Billy, you want to do this thing? And he said, yeah, do I have to do the words? I said, no. All I care about is not the words. I care that Steve is a statist and you are the masochist. That's all I care about. So as a result, what Steve did, he was the, he was the cement. He did it by the script, which allowed Billy to riff. And every single take that Billy did was totally different. And that's how it worked. And it was, you know, these guys worked together brilliantly. Hey everyone, I'm here today with an icon of stage and screens big and small, uh, Miss Ellen Green. She is here back in New York. We we're always thrilled when, when you're back in New York because... I love New York. I can't believe I'm back. I, I, can't be I forgot how much I missed it. Well, you're back because you are uh, the toast of the town this weekend as one of the stars of the New York Film Festival. I'm very excited. The film is being honored. Frank is being honored and I suppose me. Frank, uh, and Frank who? Okay, so Frank we're talking about Oz Frank Oz, and, and we're Alan talking Menken. about Little Shop of Horrors. I'm sure it's a movie that you've heard of because we're all obsessed with Little Shop of Horrors. And it's being shown at the New York Film Festival. It's very exciting. On Saturday night. I hope everybody is coming. I, I'm just really excited. We're going to see the very, we're going to see the, well, the original ending. So, okay, so let's talk about this. We all know from the show that the, the show ends, um, this is a total spoiler, so if you never see Little Shop of Horrors, shame on you, <laughs> but turn this off. But Audrey II, the plant, eats you, Yes. it's very sad, uh, eats Seymour. Well, they give me to the plant so it will live right. and it will grow and say, oh, I will go to somewhere I love that you have a positive spin on that. Well, it is. It's the way Audrey says, feed me to the plant and, and I, the plant will grow big and strong and I will go with somewhere that's green. But we, the original ending... Well, wait. In the show, in the show, the plant eats everyone and then kind of eats the theater. Correct. So, uh, so when they were making a movie of it, they made the plant eat the whole the world. And then the vines come down. Right. Right. <laughs> right. But in the film, 
the audience didn't want me to go, and Rick didn't. They didn't want him to die either. Well, who would want Ellen Green to die? Well, thank you. Or Audrey. And so. Um, we did another. I had I had filmed for nine months, and Rick had filmed for ten months, and then we came back after this summer, and we filmed for two more weeks the new ending. I only saw the original ending once, and that was at Howard's apartment on his computer. Howard Ashman, your Howard Ashman, the late great Howard Ashman, your Howard good friend, Ashman, who I dearly love and really will miss, because this is a big time. This is Lincoln Center, but anyhow. I was at his apartment with Blair Brown and her son, then was very small, Robert, and we saw on his screen, about yay big, just the black and white mock-ups of the very end, and Robert got so scared he jumped over Blair and myself and went in the back and was looking through us. But that's the only time I think I've ever seen it. I do know that there was a laser disc, remember laser discs, right. that came out at one point that had, what, the black and white version and, and, and of it? Uh, Frank and David had it pulled because yeah, it was David wasn't, Geffen, like, pulled it off the stores. It wasn't like, show queens were sitting there holding them, and they yanked them out of well, their hands. But Frank is, <laughs> is a genius when it comes to this stuff. And his work wasn't, you know, you don't want someone to see you mid-work. Right. You know, what if you, sh you know, showed this without editing? Yeah. You know, we'd be positively wrong. He wanted it the way he envisioned it, and he is truly a genius when it comes to the plants. I mean, he's wonderful. I mean, he's really a wonderful director. And this, I've I've found out that through the years, it seems to have become so much more famous. I mean, it's become such a cult thing, and yeah. I I so appreciate everyone loving it. Not I, of course, love it. And, um, and cherish it because of Howard and Allen. I mean, we created this. I was making $50 a week at the WPA on Fifth Avenue, yeah. and it was such a magical month. I mean, the first act was cut and edited and put on stage the first week, and the second act the second week. And, you know, there's sometimes in your life, like when I'm cooking, that it just goes just right, and the timing, and the dinner, and everything, it's baked, and everything, the souffle, it's just, just right, and Alan, we were just reminiscing uh, recently, and there was nothing, nothing like that time. They were boys, and it was the most exciting time, but making this film, Frank's genius, yeah. the, picking the people he picked, that set, suddenly Seymour, the grass was growing through cement. It was as romantic as it looked on screen. Mm. It felt. It was huge. It was on the 007 set. And yeah. the, Frank knew I had a dog named Snuffy, this Cocker Spaniel, who was black and white. And he created, had them build a stuffed animal for me to hold as Audrey. Uh, in my room, and, and the wallpaper was gotten from this antique wallpaper place in New York, uh, Rose, uh, Secondhand Rose, or, or something like that. Uh -huh. And um, it was just, it was amazing. Everyone, the sound person, one time they heard a sound. I was running with Steve Martin, and they heard a boom, 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 and they didn't know where it was coming from. I was checking everywhere. Everybody, and finally, all the men, and there were a lot of men, uh, were around the thing, and, and they started laughing. And then the sound man came and says, Pardon me, but can you divide your breasts? It was my breasts hitting the mind. <laughs> and Marit Al 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 Allen was great with the designing the costumes, and she that she found, and I found an early Halloween that uh, leopard dress. And I want to show. Uh, I'm going to hold this one. You're going to hold Please. this one. These are these are two great uh, photos of, of 
you and Howard. Howard's a very special person Howard Ashman, in, in your life. And I'm sure that um, you're thinking about him a lot this weekend. I'm going to probably cry when I see Alan yeah. and Frank. Uh, but this is at my wedding, my first wedding. I've had two, and they're done. <laughs> um, and then this is a Christmas while we were filming the, um, while we were making the play. Wow. And a Christmas. Um, I have to show you something that I have because you know I'm a big Little Shop fan, and I I got these online a couple weeks ago. Have you ever seen these tops? Uh, little Shop of Horrors playing like playing cards. Yeah, I was giving them. Look, they are the sticker. Um, How do you not age? What what well, is what is the secret? Have, What's the secret? I have my painting in my closet, and I keep moving it further and further in the back. Should I show what Warner's gave me? Can you get, uh, Warner's gave me a very special gift. Warner Brothers is being divine, by the way, uh, that they're doing and celebrating Little Shop so much. They gave me this gift basket, and inside the gift basket well, Audrey was too. a Venus flytrap. A Venus flytrap, which the plant is sort of like. And Alan, by the way, I think I mentioned, but I want to make it again. If you haven't got tickets, although I think it's sold out, please come because Alan Menken may be singing. Oh, there's a, there's a so hot please, tip. The man won enough awards. So, do you have these cards? I believe I do. Do I you do you have any any great memorabilia from the movie? Like, did you do you keep anything? I did of, keep one of the little plants, but I have no idea where it is right now. It's maybe in the dirt. No, I think I kept a little plant. I'm uh, well. None Howard. Of the costumes Howard or? made me a doll, a doll this big. It scared the bejesus out of me. But what kind of doll? He made me a life-size Audrey. <laughs> it looked like you? Yeah, this person in downtown Manhattan makes uh -huh. dolls. Uh -huh. It was in encased in glass, and it was Audrey down to, I think I was even wearing the armband. But, um, oh, I have great news to tell you. Uh, well, let's, let's get it out. Um, you remember that I did Pushing Daisies with yes. Brian Fuller? Yes. Well, Brian Fuller has now put me into Hannibal. Oh, and his new Hannibal Lecter TV show. Yes, and I'm Hannibal's friend, a socialite friend, and uh, so You're I. You playing a crazy lady? No. Oh, okay. A socialite. Well, but Hannibal hangs out with. Oh, he's very well cultured. This is prior. Oh, right. This is this a prequel. This is prequel. Right. Okay. And uh, he's very cultured, and he has these great dinners, and I'm uh, I love his meals. I have no idea that I'm eating brains and all that, but I, I and it's just the very beginning of the the character, so I have no idea where it'll go. Wonderful. But I get to wear a nice gown, and I always like that. And he described the beautiful, and I went, oh, I love this character. <laughs> Now, I want to ask you, because I know you were on Pushing Daisies with Kristen Chenoweth, right. and I know you were on Bunheads last year with Sutton Foster. You work with mm -hmm. a lot of theater people yes. out in L.A. Um, do you do, when you work with these people, do you hear them sort of talk about, oh, my God, oh, do you, you must get that a lot, like the Little Shop. People, you know, the musical yeah. theater generation that grew up with Little people Shop. People are kind to me. They, 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 uh, um, for the most part, yeah, actors, actors, yeah, I, but I'm not going to talk about that stuff. You don't, you don't like that. No. I'm going to be embarrassed to watch myself on screen. I don't watch myself so you, much. So watching, do you watch the movie when it comes on? I mean, I, I know I stop my whole life at Little Shops on TV and watch it. Do you watch no. it? What's the last time you? When's the last time you saw the whole movie? Gee. 1986. <laughs> Probably. I, 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 yeah. I, Are you going to watch it? Tomorrow? I have to be. I'm with the, the audience. They're all going to see me. It's going to be so weird watching. Well, Are we going to put gonna a spotlight be, on you? I hope not. Because <laughs> I'll be, I mean, I, it's going to be, 
that I'm not doing it, making them laugh. You know, <laughs> at the very beginning, when I first did my first film, Next Up Greenwich Village, and I remember, you know, I have nude scenes in that. Yeah. And um, my mother was in the audience, and I remember pacing in the back going, how can I be... I could leave and they could still be watching me. And it was just so weird that people could be watching me. So this time, you know, I mean, but it'll be great watching it with fans, but, you know, I'm used to doing it. And, you know, because recently DC, when I did Gay Men's, DC, DC Gay Men's Chorus, I be, they asked me to be Audrey, so I got on the whole Oh, you did drag, the Audrey and drag? And I did Audrey. <laughs> yeah, I did. Wonderful. I did it. Yeah. And it was actually, I said, whoop, the girls still can pull it together. This is shocking. <laughs> uh, that was even more shocking. You know, I, I suppose a wish, and you know this wish. I, there's so many people that write me that girls that have done Audrey. And yeah. I have to say that I always wanted, before I can't do it anymore, and maybe I still can't. You know, I've always wanted. Of course, you still can do Audrey. I, I still, I. There is a yen for me. Well, mainly because I, I'm very lucky. I have very young people who really love me, and very old people, and then people in between, who like me. My audiences are very cruisy. They're very cruisy. <laughs> so you should come to. It's probably going to be cute tonight. But they are very cruisy, and they always happen, and they several, several different ages. And so, yes, for the young people. I, I was just told by some critic that uh, his parents actually solidified their marriage. They were that we, they were going to get married. I mean, they were on the, one of the first dates when the vines came down and they jumped into each other. You know, the wife, the girl, jumped into each other's her soon to be, yeah. then to be hugged. During, while the plant was taking over the so, world. So he'd feel, and now, they, uh, he, he felt, he said, Little Shop was responsible for his parents getting together. So now who knows what's going to happen tomorrow night when we finally, an entire movie audience, sees the ending and it's like, it's all color, special effects, 20 minutes, if 20 Frank, minutes of footage. If Frank says it's beautiful, it's beautiful. If Frank says it's beautiful, it's beautiful. But people might be leaping into each other's arms and who knows what's going to happen after tomorrow. Well, it'll be a sad ending. But it'll be extraordinary. I mean, think about all the special effects now. And yeah. this one is special effects with heart and with excitement and dearness and music. Gorgeous music. Well, I can't wait By to Alan see Menken it. By Alan Menken and, and Howard, Howard Ashman. Ashman. And now, of course, if you're, if you're not going to be there tomorrow, on October 9th, October it's coming 9th. out on Blu-ray. Oh, please, please, please go rush to your store. Please buy it. And if sales are good, they may let me do this in London. I mean, this screening. I would love to do a lot of Oh, you don't want to do Little Shop of Horrors in London? I would love we to. We want to do Little Shop of Horrors everywhere. I, 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 want, to, I want Ellen Green. I would love to. Well, see, the thing is, you know, you, you, if you buy it, and that's the thing. I just, I, if it didn't buy, if I, if I look like my... A grandmother in Archie's clothing, then I'd say, no, no, please don't go near that stage. Please, was it, please, let, oh, you don't let your daughter on the stage, Mrs. Whatever that is. Her, yeah. Yes. Well, obviously we're not dealing with a, with a grandma here. I hope um, so. I, I hope think not. I think we can pull it off. And I also <laughs> have to say, I want New York to give me a job because I think I really want to come back. Oh. I miss, Let's do I miss it. New York. I was coming back, coming down uh, Central Park looking at it and going, oh my God, I forgot. One thing, this is home. And two, how much I miss it. Wow. Okay, so we're going to talk now about, we're going to make a list of shows for Ellen Green to do immediately. But um, 
everyone needs to check out Little Shop of Horrors either in person tomorrow if you can. If you can come. knock over somebody for a ticket Please for uh, October yes. 9th in the comfort of your home. Thank October you very much. October 9th, it's coming out in Blu-ray, and please purchase it. Please. Thank you, Ellen. It's great to Bye. see you, as always. Oh, I love you. Love you, too. Again, because uh, all that sci-fi stuff was exploding in Hollywood, that all these effects guys were starting to do really good work. There wasn't anything you could concoct that an effects guy wouldn't say, oh, yeah, we can do that, we can do that. It was just a question of how much money you had. And Columbia stepped up. They had enough money to do what Ivan wanted to do. Yeah. Marshmallow Man, sure, no problem, Marshmallow Man. <laughs> Build the miniatures, do this, do whatever you have to do. Now it would be completely done differently again. I mean, a year later, I shot Little Shop of Horrors, with a physical plant. Yes. That wouldn't be done today like that. The whole yeah. thing would be... And it wouldn't look as good today. I don't know. Yeah, it wouldn't. It I... would not look as good today. Like, Audrey 2 looked... I mean, that's part of the fun of the movie is that it looked like it was in the room. Yeah, it was, that's what kind of made it dangerous. And, well, yeah. listen to this. The very last Audrey, which is only in a few scenes right at the end, is on um, a scaled-down plant shop so they didn't have to build yet another Audrey, okay? <laughs> so the 14-foot plant will look to be a 16- or 18-foot plant. So it was a one more plant shop we built. There were operating that puppet because they were puppets, 55 puppeteers. Jeez. 55 Jeez. puppeteers. On the, on the Feed Me, on the, on the four-foot plant, which, uh, which I do that song, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Feed Me, with, there were, I can't remember the number of puppeteers, but there were four cables to the upper lip and four cables to the bottom lip. And all of the scenes of the plant and everything of the plant with me in it are shot at 16 frames per second. So that, because they could not form the words fast enough. Oh, wow. Oh. So it was all, the music, the lyrics were, the, the soundtrack was harmonized up so you could hear it properly. And the whole thing was shot slowly and we just moved slowly. And then they, when they ran it back, it was up to speed. But that would not be done like that. You would just do all the lip movements CGI now. Yeah. But it's just not as good. It's just still, you know, as 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 good as CGI has gotten when you see an effect in a movie that's CG, you never go, that looks really good. That looks good for CG. For yeah. CG, you always say it looks good well, for CG. Well, I think what's changed is in those days when you saw something that you couldn't believe, I can't believe that they're doing this, you knew how hard it You, you knew yeah. that they were it really... It was special. Th there, were, there was something about it. Now, all right, wow, okay, so they blew that up or they did <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that. Yeah. So the, the guy's face does that. First day of the month of September. In an early year of a decade not too long before our own, the human race suddenly encountered a deadly threat to its very existence. And this terrifying enemy surfaced, as such enemies often do, in the seemingly most innocent and unlikely of places. Hey everybody, welcome back to Pop Culture Purgatory. This is Jeremy. This is decent. Christian Martins. Oh, Christian Martins is back, baby. Back, baby. <laughs> Feels good man. to be back. Glad to see you. Glad to have you back, too, brother. So this episode, we're talking about 
uh, 1986's Little Shop of Horrors, uh, directed by the great Frank Oz. It all began in this little shop. Ow! Damn roses! Where, strange as it seems, something extraordinary happened. I'm afraid it isn't feeling very well today. <laughs> no, it's not. What kind of a weirdo plant is that, Seymour? Little Shop of Horrors, a story about a boy. I've given you sunlight, I've given you rain. Looks like you're not happy, unless I open a vein. Where did you get such a weird plant? A girl. You don't make a nice voice when you live on Skid Row, Mr. Mushnick. This is my date, my boyfriend. A florist. I'm telling you, Audrey, he's not a good, clean kind of boy. He's a professional. I've been saving all month for this. I think I need a root canal. I'm sure I need a long, slow root canal. And a plant. Me all night long. How am I supposed to keep on feeding you? Whoa! Catch me now! I'm just a mean green mother from outer space and I'm playing. I'm just a mean green mother from outer space and it looks like you've been hanged. Yes! Rick Moranis. Man's a total disgrace to the dental profession. Ellen Green. Excuse me. Excuse me what? That's better. Vincent Gardenia, with special guest appearances by Steve Martin, John Candy, and Bill Murray. It's your professionalism that I respect. Little Shop of Horrors. And uh, we have uh, Rick Moranis. We have, um, uh, what's her name? I, I, there's, there's so many people in this movie, it's crazy. We got, we got, we got Steve Martin, we got Bill Murray. Uh, we got what's his, the Gardenia, John Candy, okay. yeah, John Candy, yeah, yeah, John Candy in here. Uh, what, what's her name? Uh, Green, uh, El, Ellen the, Green, Ellen Green, who's a, a, a fantastic and the original um, actress that was actually on the stage, um, in the original cast, unlike everybody else in this movie, Ooh. but she was part of the original cast um, uh, of Little Shop Horse on Broadway. Um, but um, we got a lot of details here. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. But um, this is probably, in my opinion, the top fucking pristine fucking musicals of all time. It's, it's a hilarious. dark comedy. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's it's, 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 it's so well put together. It's on a backdrop uh, in the 007 fucking studio. Wow. And it looks fantastic. Some great public work and some great, uh, some great, like, uh, 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 what was the word like um like forethought put into like how we're going to make a certain certain character or creature work and they did a fantastic the thing lives on forever oh, the effects are incredible um, holy yeah. shit yeah jim henson once again <laughs> not not jim henson this has jim henson has nothing to do with this movie at all oh oh okay my bad it, well the puppeteers who designed and operated were veterans of the jim henson company oh okay That's why I said oh that, yeah. well and jim henson daughter's in the movie at one yeah, point. and also one of the operators is Brian Henson, his son. All right, all right. Oh, no way. 
I love this movie so much. I feel like this is a movie that gave an entire generation of kids a huge fear of the fucking dentist. (laughs) 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 Thank you, Steve Martin and Frank Oz. (laughs) I always like Bill Murray's character in the in the fucking dentist office, just getting off to it. The the pro sadist, you know, (laughs) all about it, man. Uh, But yeah, you know, it's it's one of those musicals I, I I can remember seeing so young and like yeah man i love it it's you know like you're saying jeremy it's one of the best yeah dude and so this takes place in skid row which i mean originally to me comes to mind as los angeles but apparently they're in new york well i mean I, i'm assuming skid row is kind of like just like a title for like the slums you know what i mean yeah oh i thought yeah. about when you say skid row i just think about skid row like like um yeah i think about skid row the band it's funny because they keep talking about what a dump the place is. It's like, well, maybe if you didn't like toss out your full pot of spaghetti on your front. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the food is slop chunks it on the fucking ground. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You're going to use trash bags around here? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> fuck, that- man. This, this thing is all, it's, it, I love it. It's, it's uh, like, you know, uh, Frank Oz. Now, if people don't know that, Frank Oz is the voice of Fozzie there. Um, and he's also the voice of uh, Yoda in Star Wars. And um, this guy. R2-D2? Wasn't he in the suit or who was that? Who's not? No, no, no. That's uh, Baker. I can't remember. Oh, you're right, you're right. You're right. You're right. My bad. Uh, R.A.P. Great guy. Kenny. Uh, Kenny but, Baker, um, yeah, Kenny Baker. Kenny Baker. So this thing was, this interestingly enough, this thing was also was going to be produced by Steven Spielberg. Was going to be, it was, it's not produced, but it was going to be produced by Steven Spielberg. Um, originally supposed to be directed by fucking Martin Scorsese in 3D. He wanted Uh-oh. it, he wanted <laughs> it in 3D. He was that was his idea. It was someone else's idea. Just just Scorsese. Um, that didn't work out. Thank God. Push his ass yeah. aside. Get Goodfellas, go get Goodfellas, buddy. It's, it's all good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's the then, street shop of whores. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, then you have uh, you have Landis um, of uh, you know Blues Brothers and American World of Fame. He was also a third choice, uh, second choice to direct this movie too. I, I think John Landis would be a good choice to direct this too. It's episode. Well, I remember saying uh, reading Frank Oz turned it down once, right? I didn't see that. I read a lot of I've read a lot about this movie today, and I don't I didn't realize that. But you're because apparently it was a David Geffen, which uh, you know he's one of like the biggest music moguls of all Jesus fucking time. Yeah. He produced yeah. it. He produced Beetlejuice and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. He offered it to, to. I was just reading this just now. He offered it to Frank Oz, who just uh, finished uh, Muppets Take Manhattan, yeah. and Oz init- initially rejected it. Which holy shit, because you couldn't see like the cinematic cinematic aspect of it. Okay. <clears throat> Geffen Geffen also produced the original play of uh, Little Shop of Horrors too. Interesting. Exactly. It like, but wasn't it Roger Corman, right? Well, Roger Corbin directed Roger Corbin. This oh, is Roger Corbin's idea. He this, he directed this thing back in 1960, I believe. Oh, okay. um, if anybody's got Shutter right now, you can watch uh, Joe Bob Briggs uh, and uh, Joe Bob Briggs. His last two episodes has Roger Corman on. It. And the um, the second to last movie he did was the original uh, uh, Rocky, uh, the, the original uh, uh, movie. Which is really cool. Him talking about it. It's, it cost like thirty thousand dollars or back then. He wanted to film it. It's crazy, like six days or some shit. And he did it. Um, I have some. I have. To, I have a little bit of trivia. Yeah, because <clears> I thought I remember reading that like he he didn't think it would ever amount to anything, so he let it go into the public domain. <laughs> well, no. Um, he well, Roger Corman. It was it was a um, it was a bet. 
like somebody betted somebody was like, I bet you can't make a movie in like six days. He's like, All right, bet. And he fucking did it in like six days for like thirty grand. Wow. So he did it. Uh, interestingly yeah, that's what enough, I'm saying. he didn't think it would go anywhere, so he didn't copyright it, and that's why. Oh right, yeah, yeah, it wasn't copyright. Make yeah. anything off of it. Interesting, interesting part about that though, it gave it gave um, uh, gave way to one of the greatest actors of all time, the first role of Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson, it was his first role in Little Shop of Horrors in 1960. In Corman's version, holy shit! Yes, yeah, Corman's was fucking nuts. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so this is interesting. I, I wrote. I, I found this out. Um, so. Um, what have I here? Okay, so the tools that they use in um, in Steve Martin's uh, dentistry um, are the same tools they use in uh, in Tim Burton's Batman movie in 1989, where where Joker comes back like, give me the give me the mirror or whatever. He is all fucked up after the chemical uh, falling. Oh it's, no it's, shit! <laughs> it's the same. It's all the same shit. And that was interesting because um, you know Jack Nicholson. Plays in 19, the 1960 version of Little Shop of Horrors, directed by the great Roger Corman. Nice, it, sort of bam, full circle. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, man. Holy shit! Right. And oh, if yeah. you guys, have, you guys have Shutter, or if you guys have YouTube, you go watch. You go watch uh, Jack Nicholson in Little Shop of Horrors, the original. That's his first role. Uh, uh, Roger Corman just thought he was a good actor, and he put him in the movie. And there you go. Yeah, good first call, role. Roger. First role. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. I have to check that out. Roger Corman's like in his 80s, and Roger Corman's mind is perfect. He remembers everything. He remembers um, procedures. He remembers protocol. He remembers money, accounting, everything. He remembers actors, all the everything they talked to them about in the um, in the acting room, and every, it, it's incredible, guys. If you guys want to go out and see something really incredible, watch that. Those last two episodes of Joe Bob Briggs' um, uh, uh, Drive-In. It's, it's incredible. Like. Hmm. Roger Corman is is such a fun, fantastic person to like watch and listen to. He's a fantastic guy. Just so. a brilliant dude, huh? Yeah, brilliant guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's a, he was a brilliant guy, dude. Yeah, <laughs> fucking put a movie. He created together New World, dude. He he created James Cam. We know James Cameron, who created Aliens, Terminator, and Terminator Two, and True Lies without fucking Roger Corman. There would be nothing like that without Roger Corman. And, so. th and those movies aren't even his two highest grossing of all time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Cool thing about Roger Corman. Be. Roger Corman had yeah, a had a production company called New World Picture, New World Pictures. At the height of its fame, he sold it off to create a, a, a even higher corporation. He made later on. So, right. no, no, what I was saying was Cameron. The, the movies you mentioned by Cameron, those oh, were even right. his two as highest grossing of all time. Right, right, right. Yeah, you, you see Roger Corman on YouTube doing masterclass, fucking like directing, teaching now. So, think about that. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, and Roger Corman yeah, has. Awesome. Roger Corbin's just like a, a nice guy. He's just a cool dude. Like, like I remember all this stuff, and it's a lot of fun to talk about. And you guys, if you guys are are, are trash film dudes and just people that want to learn about like how to make movies and how to get into business, watch those last episodes of uh, Joe Big Joe Bob Briggs is fucking driving. They are yeah. If you want to be a filmmaker and a low of a low like budget filmmaker, it'll tell you everything you need to know. You incredible, set somewhere, right? Incredible guy. But um, this thing, uh, this thing is incredible, dude. Like, you know, I remember back in the day, remember, you guys remember this? Um, you guys would go to Walmart and remember at, at, at the time uh, when we were like, not teens, but like, well, we're like in our, like our early 20s. And you go there and you buy that fucking like 25 pack of horror movies or 25 pack <laughs> of sci-fi flicks, flicks or sure. whatever. Yeah, I still have mine for sure. 
Right, right. <laughs> you, like, you, buy, you buy like a couple like uh, boxes of like pepperoni pizza or supreme pizzas of shit, some shit into a box of like you get twelve pack of fucking Bud Lights or whatever, <laughs> and you like you're at the you're at the counter, you're about to you're about to fucking check in, you're like, oh wait, I need twelve fucking sci-fi horror movies. Give it to. <laughs> And yeah. Roger Corman more, more than likely produced all that shit. And more than likely, you're going to get a copy of Little Shop of Horrors, his version. It's public domain. So the fact that we get this incredible fucking remake in 1986 um, is mind-blowing to me. This movie is, this, for me, dude, guys, this is a perfect movie. I have no problem with this movie at all. It's a great yeah, movie. I don't either. I don't either. Um, I We'll get into later about the alternate ending, et cetera. But that's, yeah, what they decided to keep is fine. But, man, I like that alternate ending a lot. I love the alternate well, ending. Because, it's great. You know, this, even with Corman's original production, this is based off the play, which was done in, like, the late 70s, early 60s. 80s, I think. 60s. Well, no, the movie was, but I didn't think the play was at the same time. Oh, the play, what, yeah, because the play uh, came out, the, L- the movie L- came out in 1960, so. I mean, yeah, Ellen Green was performing this off Broadway, which off I think Broadway, like yeah. a uh, game like a cult following, which kind of led them into making the fucking movie. Which oh my god, like I couldn't agree with you more, man. This is arguably one of my. It probably is my favorite music of all time, especially yeah. after going back and watching it after so long. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing through the whole thing, even the parts you shouldn't be laughing at. <laughs> and I feel like they did it like written that. And done, and that's why it makes it fun. It's campy, you know. Right. Well, I, I agree, and I, I think that you know, um, you know, um, um, what is it? Um, what's, what's the Tim the Tim Curry movie? The the, the musical. Oh, um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Rocky Horror. Rocky Horror is great. It's great dark. Dark comedy, but I think this is a better dark comedy, in my opinion. It's well, well this was just more widely accessible, I guess you'd say. Well, not even just that. It's just I think it's just better written, honestly. But uh, yeah, no, I agree. I really yeah. do. Um, but like this is this thing is like it's like it's like a Cohen it's like a Cohen Brothers movie, like <laughs> uh, <laughs> written and and produced and pl- it's a play. It's it's incredible, like how dark, like you know, everything is just like. The downtrodden, like of, of what what downtown is, the slums, um, the girl getting beaten up by a psychotic fucking dentist who fucking uh, inhales fucking nitrous oxide. And <laughs> arguably, Steve is crazy. Best role. Also, I'd say arguably Bill Murray's best role too in this. Dude, <laughs> best cameo. Holy shit, he's only there for like. Barely a minute and a half, and he like steals basically that yeah. whole midsection of the movie. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> and all, of, all the crazy, the, the, one of the great parts about Bill Murray, though, this thing is that Bill Murray got hired on for this role. Um, that was it. All the lines that he he has in the seat, he did. There was no lines for that. Oh, it's improvised. So he, yeah, he oh. created all those lines. All the oh yeah, yeah. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. All that yeah, shit. I'm pretty sure the script literally just says, you know, so-and-so actor, you know, so-and-so guy just goes to the dentist. And then everything <laughs> else is just Bill Murray being Bill fucking Murray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how I envision that for sure, dude. It, it does sound like everything, like his actual comedic styling was 100% that was him in there. There's no way it was written for him. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. That's what it was, yeah. But I love the piece of shit dentist, too, dude. Like, he fucking, his, his intro. Oh, man. Well, he actually. DDS. <laughs> DDS. <laughs> Steve Martin's like, what do you say? He says, um, uh, uh, what do you say? Uh, like, 
Uh, Rue Canals are on the house. I'm serious. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, come oh, see me. Yeah. <laughs> I want your pain. <laughs> My favorite is his interactions with his motorcycle, too. Like, when he first shows up, he's it's flying like 30 feet in the air into like a dead stop <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> or he just gets off of it and lets it ride and it just breaks itself like within five feet of it every time he dismounts it. It's like the, yeah. it's like the ET dentist flying down. <laughs> I got some interesting for you guys. <laughs> Yo. Have you guys ever seen Blue Velvet from David yes. Lynch? Yes. Oh, yeah. Both of you guys have seen it? Yeah. That was a fucking Christ. crazy movie, oh, yeah. dude. Yes. You remember, you remember uh, Dennis Hopper in there? He, 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 he fucking takes a bunch of snorts off the fucking, um, uh, what is it, um, uh, Emil, Emil Nitrate? He, like, gets crazy. Like, like a fuck in it moves. Yeah. Fuck oh, yeah, your fuck. Yeah, he says, he says yeah. like, he says yeah. like, fuck, um, fuck Rolling Rock or some shit. I forget what he says. Like, fuck your beer or whatever. It's all <laughs> fucked up. Um, so it's interesting. Uh, so this, this movie came out in 1986, and Steve Martin inhales uh, nitrous oxide like cocaine, like coke. But the same oh, no, in, in, in the scene, I love that little handheld. <laughs> I love it. I, I love it too. But think about this. In the same year, you have Steve Martin uh, stored in fucking uh, nitrous oxide. We And then the same year, we have David Lynch putting out Blue Velvet. We have Dennis Hopper's fucking inhaling fucking ML nitrate. It's almost, it's, it's crazy. It's a crazy year. <laughs> like, it's fucking sure, insane. Yeah. I mean, it's, but it's, I mean, yeah, ML nitrate, that shit's been popular since the 70s. That good drug. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, supposed to, it's, supposed to like, it's supposed to slow down your heartbeat so you don't, if you get too aggravated, it kind of slows things down. Your heart, you kind of like, it doesn't accelerate, but it slows down so you can kind of be more focused. But the fact that we have two movies where two dudes are basically snorting dentistry fucking equipment um <laughs> it's pretty insane to me uh in my opinion i think it's a cool <laughs> yeah, connection it. it's a gas yeah mm-hmm. uh, dude, it's fucking hilarious dude me. that machine that he has or that little contraption he has built <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna get a it's lot like more fun mickey, for me the small mickey mouse <laughs> on the yeah. front of it <laughs> yeah and it's dull <laughs> i love it um yeah, what i got here so this is interesting. So um, it's 1986. Uh, Warner Brothers had never produced a more high, high, high expensive movie than this movie. This movie was made oh, for. Oh, it's like 25 million or something. 25 million dollars. Interesting enough, the movie only made 39 mil, which is interesting. That's but strange. The really interesting part. How is that, that possible? Because I everybody I know has seen this fucking movie. Oh, well, I mean, everybody knows, everybody knows. Everybody seen Evil Dead, dude. But Evil Dead was made for like nothing. But it, True. It, so it's a well, word of mouth. They, it's a word of mouth thing. But interesting enough, Wonder Brothers also pr- produced this thing for twenty five. Is in the same year they also produced James Cameron's Aliens for eighteen, 18 million dollars. Oh, fucking million. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Wow. And that gross dude. a shit ton more. Shit ton of How did they build those sets for eighteen million dollars? They were actually on the same set. They were in the same building. Well, it was the adjacent set, is what yeah. I read. So like, yeah, they were the adjacent right set. Fucking door. Oh God, dude. <laughs> they had dudes. They had dudes on one side making a uh, uh, little shop. They had dudes on one set making fucking aliens. That's, That's a crazy time. Mind blowing to think of that, dude. <laughs> I know, but you know, it's crazy. Like thirty nine million and made in theaters, but then it became a huge hit bomb on VHS. Because once they figured out that game, man, they made a shit ton of money on, uh, oh, especially on yeah. movies that failed. When everyone still rented and you know when I bought 
movies immediately, like the physical copies. Right. Uh, I'll just see those numbers. Now, that same set, I forget what the set's called, but they call it the 007 set because they used to film all of 007 on that set. But um, that set, um, if you guys want to get really deep into some film shit, uh, look up Legend, uh, uh, Ripley, uh, uh, what's the name, Mike? Ridley Scott. yeah, really Scott's uh, legend, like that whole the whole set was a whole like fantasy world produced in that in that set that set would oh, like massive. yeah it was it was massive it was massive it was a huge failure which is sad because I uh, one day we'll talk about legend because it's one of my favorite movies of all time personally but um I, it's I crazy. preferred the director's cut but not musically if that makes sense no no, no. <laughs> I'm, a ta- I'm a tangerine I'm a tangerine dream guy I'm, I, oh that's yes. my, my <laughs> But that's just crazy how big that set was. It was a huge set. Uh, well, but it's they filmed so much. Sorry. Go ahead, Mike. It, it's good to show the amount of crazy amount of money they spend on stuff like this. Like, it's just mm. nuts. It's nuts. It's a huge It's a huge set. Like, look it up, uh, Tron, if you want to look it up, um, or anybody listening to the podcast, look up, look up this set. This is a huge fucking set. It's massive. It still exists to this day. It's oh. huge. It's, it's just this massive, like... Several football fields of a fucking warehouse where Whoa. you can just film tons of shit in this thing. It's it's massive. You, you got to think about it. You know, at that point, Ridley had already done Aliens and like all these other Blade Runner, right. even though it didn't do that well, it was still considered visionary. Like, right. of course, they'd be like, "Fuck it, Duke. <laughs> Here's like football fields for in fucking space." <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 Yeah, bubbles yeah. floating all the time, the whole time through, and in, in Legend, yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. Um, so, uh, yeah, Tron, Tron, have you seen Legend? No, I have not. Oh my God. Okay. Oh, right, right. It's Don't watch it yet. But we're going to do the episode. Right? We're going to do it. We're going to do Legend episode. It's, it's got to happen. It's awesome. All right. Um, yeah, it's, it's Zelda. It's going to be, it's, it's the it's Zelda episode. We're going to get into it. It's, it's basically like Zelda. That's all. Huh. Yeah. With Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise is Link. Um, but we'll get into it. Uh, but, um. I'll let that sink in for for you a little bit. So, um, so the little girl that comes out of the um, out of the dentistry, the dentist office, where where Bill Bill Murray stops her and like talks a little bit about you know uh, oh. sort of thing. That's Jim Henson's daughter. Jim Henson's daughter. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's very cool. Uh, how about this? The nurse, uh, Steve Martin's nurse, is actually this is this might be a Tron, might not be a Tron thing. It's definitely a, me and Mike and Joanna thinks. I know Joanna's gonna listen to this podcast, but um, that 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 actor is actually Pro- Professor Sprout from uh, Harry the Harry Potter movie. Oh shit! Yeah. <coughs> and if you guys have ever seen uh, James and the Giant Peach, um, she's actually one of the shitty ants in that movie, and she's <laughs> also um, the lady Miss Ladybug. In there, I, I grew up with with uh, James Young Peaches. I love that movie. But, I did uh, too. I think we even in class they forced us to watch it for some reason. Oh, yeah. I, I have no <laughs> idea why. I, it's just it's just teachers being fucking lazy. I think, but for some reason my entire class was supposed like expected to like just sit down and watch this movie that had no educational value. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's rolled dough. So so Geffen Geffen was like okay, so the producer Geffen who produced he had he had Geffen Records and produced oh, God, uh, he produced Beatles Juice and shit like that. <laughs> a lot of stuff. Uh and they had great logo, the Geffen uh, every time I see the Geffen logo, I just think about Dale every time I see the Geffen logo. <laughs> but um uh Geffen was a producer on the original play 
of uh, uh, of this of this play, and um, he was figuring shit out. And um, they thought they asked Cindy Lauper uh, to play the part of Audrey. Uh, she turned it down. Uh, apparently, Barbara Streisand was also asked. She turned it. She maybe turned. I, I, it's very vague on that point. But luckily, well, we have the Audrey we have now, who is the actual original Audrey on stage, which thank God they got her because she's fantastic. And her I vocals are amazing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And just her whole acting style is hilarious. I, I love that aloofness, <laughs> half kind of list talk yeah. she gives. Yeah. Like, I love you know, <laughs> <laughs> and cleavage is great too, but she's he's he's a fantastic. I love she's like, I'm dating a semi sadist. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, really casually talking about your domestic abuse, like it's I'm sorry, casually singing it like it's nothing. <laughs> Which I love. It, it, yeah. It's crazy fucking movie. I, I want to talk to. I, I know I texted y'all this, but holy shit. Realizing that that was Gina and Pam from Martin and that opening sequence, dude, uh, I, I was just like <laughs> fucking blown away, man. Oh, like shit. I was like, holy shit, I've seen this so many times, and I yeah. love Martin. That was one of those shows I used to watch Martin! all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Gina. Like, I, fucking and, love and the, that. I think I think uh, um, uh, Frank Oz calls him like the Greek the Greek trio. I think uh, behind Which, the scenes, yeah. at least. The chorus, or I think. Greek oh, chorus, I think yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The, but, like, like they are, for me at least, the like, one of the best parts of this whole movie. I love oh, dude, it, dude. Yeah, it ties everything Arnold. together so well. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, Freak it's Oz. Just fun. I'm sorry? It's just yeah, it's fun. fun. Like, I love all their interactions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Frank Oz, did you see that Frank Oz, one of them, Frank Oz, one of the Greek trio Every time something weird happened, they would come in and do it. And he's like, it's just not possible. There's no way we can get him in every single time. But he wanted them in every time. Every time something weird happened, he wanted them to, like, to sort of like shuffle through and do something. Like I like sing a song. Right. And he's, he's like, yeah, this this can't work. <laughs> Which is a bummer because it's my favorite, they're my favorite part of the whole movie. So. Oh, yeah, they're fantastic, man. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, to, what is it? To Sheena Arnold. And Tisha Campbell and Michelle Weeks, dude, and like, oh my god, they just fucking—they make it so fun and upbeat. And like in that song, that, that song they sing when spoiler, 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 when the boss Tanisha <laughs> is getting <laughs> killed. I love that fucking song, man. That song is incredible. Yeah, we're having fun now. What's up? Oh yes, yeah. uh, song yeah. right, right, some, fun, some fun now, yeah. Having some fun now. I swear on my paws when the when the. <laughs> When he's gone, the whole world will be yours. I fucking love that song. <laughs> and how they they even like brought him in on different parts too. Where they're they're they'll be in the background like it's dinner time, like doing it quietly in the background. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's time to eat. <laughs> dinner time. It's dinner I love time. it, man. So and good. also uh, one of my uh, something I have to point out. Whenever uh, Christopher Guest, one of the guys from Spinal Tap, oh, so he's that first fucking customer. The, the boss. <laughs> oh like, my god! You can't just guy put so this much. in the window and expect people to come inside. Oh my god, sir! <laughs> what is that point in the window? Like so <laughs> fucking random and weird, but hilarious. I love it, dude. It's so good. Yeah, man. It's With so just good. wild eyes coming in, dude. It's yeah, so wild awesome. Wild eyes. Yeah, hilariously <laughs> over the top. Like mm-hmm. but, I saw you your know, weird. Actually, I, I saw your weird plant in the window. How? How is it? Tell me that story, please. Yeah. Oh, well, old Asian man sold me. I went to buy the old Asian man plant seller, and 
<laughs> and I love, I love the fact of the 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 eclipse, the eclipse that brings on the apoc the apocalypse basically. Right. Um, because um, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is like that too. If you guys have ever seen the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm -hmm. but like like that's a big part of that movie too. Where like there's a it's a full moon eclipse. Or, or not full moon, uh, a solar eclipse. That's where like things go really fucking wrong because it's a solar eclipse, and that's where like fucking people get fucking beat up and made into meat and shit. <laughs> uh, but like it's, right. just, it's, it's almost the same thing here, you know. It's, it's, I I love that idea of like a solar eclipse makes people go fucking insane. Loony, yeah. And it is crazy sh or loony, like you said, Mike. <laughs> you know, loony. Yeah. I love that word. Um, <laughs> I love that idea. I love that idea. It's a great idea. You have you know people like in like Texas Chainsaw go like. I ain't got no more gas, but I got barbecue. You know, shit like that. But <laughs> <laughs> the total eclipse of the sun. <laughs> right, right. I, to be honest, you know, I, I, I even watching it um, before the show, I thought that Steve Martin song once again would be my favorite as always. But until I heard that one again, I swear on my pores, that whole fucking line oh, is so hilarious. <laughs> Definitely my favorite in the movie, man. I, 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 I just fucking. The way they handle the dark humor, but still make it like funny, it's just so well done. And almost cartoonish right. in a weird way. And then yeah, it's it. just like colorful and fun. And it's like this guy is singing about he became a dentist because he crushed kittens' heads and fucking killed dogs. Yeah. Semi sadistic, I'd say. <laughs> I'm dating a semi sadist. I, I told, I definitely did not know what the fuck that line meant when I saw it when I was a kid. And when oh. I heard it, I was like, that is fucking geniusly hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all, all of his uh, sexual oppressions, they're all there. You know, it, it's, it's fantastic. I love it. You know, all, the whole, like, it, everything. Uh, it's the casual, the, the, uh, the casual uh, the part of it all. It's like I said, I said before, like, the whole, like, giving the card to fucking... Um, uh, giving this, the card to Rick Moranis and saying like, you know, hey, fucking root canals on me, man. You know, it's totally cool, whatever. And I just loved how casual he's about all of it and just like, you know, pulling fucking root canals. And I'm, I'm a, and he, he's, got that, he got, he's got that fucking great fucking shrine in his fucking office, one of his offices about his, about his mom. Yeah, uh, yeah. Funny enough, not a woman, actually an actor, uh, who that was. Uh, that was an actor named... Um, What's his name? Uh, Henry Jones. He was a, he was a veteran. Oh, he was a veteran at the time. Hilarious. Yeah, the mom was not a mom. It was actually a man. And um, yeah, uh, a veteran actor named Henry Jones. Not Indiana Jones's dad, but a guy named Henry Jones. Uh, was he actually felt? He actually took the picture in a wig and all that stuff. So that's pretty interesting too. That's that's a lot that's of funny as fuck. That's great. Like they did in Home Alone with the Buzz Buzz's girlfriend that. picture. Buzz's yeah. girlfriend. Whoa! <laughs> 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 oh, Buzz's life savings. Fuck yeah! Man. Yeah, sweet man. It's a fucking fireworks and. <laughs> A Zippo lighter. <laughs> I cannot wait. Till we, I cannot wait till we get into a deep dive about fucking Home Alone with <laughs> Christmas. I, can't wait I got so many questions about Home Alone. <laughs> I can't remember whose son they used for that picture of Buzz. It was, a, it, was, it, was a, it was a it was a guy's son on set. They it's got that guy's son. They're like <laughs> so made him look like a I, kid. I think it was one of the Girl. producers, if I'm not mistaken. I'd have to go, yeah. go deep dive again. But goddamn, that's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> it's a yeah, funny well, thing. Like, to do. Yeah. Was like I didn't want to upset any girl by having her, you know, 
plastered for eternity. Yeah. Good call on him. Good dude, Chris. Good. Yeah. Oh, man. Me and Bryce still do this today. Like, like, oh, Buzz's girlfriend. Wolf. Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I say I have to say that a little at least 20 times a year, somewhere. Right? Yeah, <laughs> they fit, somewhere. it always fits somewhere. <laughs> it does, it fits every time, anywhere, yeah. It's great. And I, I gotta say real fast, like, I know we're jumping around like crazy as usual, but Steve, Steve Martin, whenever that gas mask deflates when he dies and those little Mickey Mouse ears just kind of fold in, dude, I fucking died laughing. And his look on his face like, I could have fixed it. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> like, you know, he's gonna die, but he's so high. He's like, "Fuck it, I'll just laugh it off anyway." <laughs> oh, I, love, then, I, I, I love that. I love that he, you know, Seymour goes there to kill him, and the fact that he just ODs on fucking oxygen and fucking dies. It's it's such a great fucking like this turn of the fucking curve. Karma hits white, you know? some, right sometimes. Just, yeah, just right. right sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> And then on the other end of that, fucking Mr. Mushnick, the fucking flower store owner, got a rough hand fucking dealt to him. He literally hey, busted. To a car. That's all he's trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He literally witnessed a murder, basically. A really yeah. big crime. Yeah, a really big crime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, of course, it's done in, a, again, cartoonish, happy style. Like, yeah, just chop them into pieces and throw them into this fucking plant. Ax, I mean, when it's sung in a song, it's kind of hard to not sound happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kill you. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Uh, uh, it's great. I think I think the, it's the, the sing- <laughs> it's, it's perfect. It, it affects all the, the the sound stage itself looks amazing. Like it's it's all of it is perfect looking and it's incredible. And I, I got to mention, um, I wrote a lot of notes for this thing. But um, like Audrey two at its fullest, like the big Audrey two, like towards the end, you know, like with mm-hmm. all the vines going on, everything. Right. That's a sixty puppeteer fucking situation. Whoa. There's sixty people working that fucking puppet. It's fucking Jesus. insane. I remember yeah. reading too that they had like four different versions. They had like a you know scaled down version that would look big, you know, with everything else miniaturized, and then that motherfucker, sixty people to operate. Yeah. <laughs> good God. But now, it looks so good. Yeah. I wish they still did it that way. Now they'll just CGI it, you know? Yeah. Right. Now, did you guys do you guys know how they made the, the, the lip thinking work? To make it work to, to make it work the with, with the, the lip no, thinking. I was, I was wondering about that. So like um so so Frank Oz and the puppeteer who the guy who created it, um they're like, Man, this is not it's not it's not working. Like it's just not working uh totally. So what they found out was that um if they play it, played it in reverse at a certain percentage, a speed percentage, I, I didn't write I didn't write that down, but it, if they played in reverse, it actually synced up better to the vocals. What? So they, they, actually played, they actually played most of all of the like uh, I say like ninety percent of all the vocals and stuff from the puppet are played in reverse. Dude, stop! So, How? Because insane. they found out they they found out if they, they recorded the vocal they they recorded the puppet um, at a slow speed, at, um, and then and then could speed it up at the same time, they can make it work with link with, with the the lip sync. So, so it's like backwards. it just slowed down a, a little bit, or it's both. It's both. That's insane. They, they they slowed it down and they did it backwards at the same time. 
that's crazy, dude. The guy who discovered it that's looks fucking great. brilliant. Yeah, it's like, it's yeah, like I, I think it's like it's like it's like 13 frames a second to to oh, 15 shit. frames a second, and they would slow it down and they would speed it up at the same time to make it to to make the uh, the to vocal match up with yeah match up with the singing. Yeah, yeah. I gotta say, man, the, the voice of Levi Stubbs on this is fucking perfect. Oh, it's insane. It's, insane. it's oh, a perfect God. voice to put in that fucking in Audrey tune for sure. Yeah, the it, four the should be in like every the musical actual, ever. Four <laughs> <laughs> the, the, that, such an awesome voice. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of the old school, like, I got a spell on you. Yeah, like, yeah, dude. Great, great <laughs> southern kind of well, New Orleans sound. I love yeah. that. He, he, he was the sing, he was the singer of the Four Tops. Remember mm-hmm. the Four Tops back in the day? Oh yeah, Motown, dude. Yeah, he, he was he was the singer of the Four Tops. No oh, shit, right on. Yep. Yeah. Hold on. I'll give it to you guys. Hold on. Um. So little shot. Uh, he was also the voice in um Cap Captain Nintendo back in the day. <laughs> what? You remember that? Yeah, uh, Captain N. <laughs> Captain in the players. Yeah, that 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 was an actual thing. Uh, you guys ever watched that back in the day? That, he was he was that voice back in the day. So yeah, Levi Stubbs. Levi Stubbs was part of the Four Tops, um, and they got him to play um, the voice here of Audrey too. Um, he died in two thousand nine. Um, he was also the voice in Captain in the Game Master. He played um, Mother Brain. For a, a captain in, in the game master for, I'm looking for up captain three years in the game, game for master three now. years yeah but, i have not watched a single yeah. never i didn't even oh, know yeah. it existed yeah, dude. I, i've never heard of that no doubt yeah you guys didn't watch mario back in the day with zelda back in the day i re- i remember seeing yeah, clips of child, it but I remember it's the same it. block yeah. <laughs> all right oh really oh, i mean i was yeah. a kid man <laughs> <laughs> Oh wait, I, I guess I have a, a better brain than mother brain than some people, I guess. <laughs> but um, but yeah, this is the same guy. Well, I man. reset he, it at sixteen, so yeah. <laughs> yeah good, good news, yeah, good stuff. Uh, but yeah, this this guy was it was part of the Four Tops, and he was a fantastic voice, and he was a fantastic part and decision to be um, Audrey too. I, I love his voice, and he's so fantastic in this fucking. Oh, dude, it's so much like just personality, and like even like the little ooh, like I can't even imitate it. Like it's just like it's incredible. When he, when he call when he calls like Audrey on the fucking phone on the payphone, <laughs> it's fucking great. I love it. This ain't simple. <laughs> also, I also love. Uh, I just kind of jumping way back. When when uh, Rick Moranis tells Audrey that he named it Audrey too, and that little squeak she gives, like, oh yeah, I, I don't even know how that sounds like a squeak toy. Literally, I don't even know how a human can hit that note. <laughs> fucking crazy! Well, what a great way to emanate like the, the excitement of like, of course, that's what that character would do in that moment is make that high pitched squeak sound to like and show I, approval. <laughs> so good. I, dude. I, I think it works for her because she's she's been in the play for like years. So like oh, the fact yeah, that absolutely. she it got her to be in here, she's like she just hit it on a mark. Like it was fantastic. Fuck man, he's great. That's what I'm saying like, holy shit, I love that. Look, it's such a little piece of it that I really like. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah man. It, I mean, the fact that you know Frank Oz directs this. This is his first movie he directed for the most part, like a big directing movie, uh, besides uh, the Muppets, um, the first the first Muppets movie. Oh, which is, hat, uh, think, an man. awesome which is an awesome movie the fact that we get like 
we have puppets riding bicycles in Central Park. That's pretty <laughs> fucking impressive, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but um, they're always like, and for me, that's still state of the art today. Like, I have no idea how those fuckers did that. Uh, having Miss Piggy and fucking and, and having uh, Kermit ride bikes. Like, yeah, <laughs> I have no idea how that worked. I don't know it, how that worked. Yeah, it's got to be like a stop motion, like, you know, pause, not, shift the foot. Oh, I feel you. It's remote control. It's animatronics. It's like, it's, it's insane. It's just crazy, but. Right on. Um, Frank Oz, man. God bless him. Great dude. Yep. Super excellent. I'm glad he took it on. You know, down on Skid Row. (laughs) What a great flick, though, man. What a great dark flick that's all fucked up and weird. Everybody's all, everybody's fucked up. You got a misogynist fucking dentist. You have this uh, sex, sort of like sex addict that's from Bill Murray. (laughs) Who, like, one of my favorite scenes is Bill Murray spitting up the fucking styrofoam fucking pebbles, the like peanuts oh, yeah. out of his mouth. <laughs> and him so, showing up so to the dentist. He's to be a masochist and the dentist is a sadist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he shows up with his own tool. loves to give, sorry. I know you're so, my bad, dude. But I love when he shows up with his own like bib that he pulls out of his pocket. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> the girl, when, when, when Jim Hansen's daughter comes out, he's just like, you got lucky. Yeah, you're very lucky. <laughs> you got what you got. Like, oh, I, I love it. Um, and, and the shrine in the fucking the, the room, and him ODing on fucking uh, nitrous oxide. All that stuff is is a blast. It's it's a great. And him fitting him to fitting the fucking dead body to fucking argue too. It's so dark and but awesome. And yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's it's dark comedy mixed with you know music done, fucking perfectly. Yeah, it is. And, and man, I gotta say, I really, uh, God damn, it, I like the alternate ending so much. And I didn't even okay, know it until I didn't. I didn't know much about it until I didn't know that about this alternate ending whatsoever until you told me. <laughs> oh, relax, darling. It'll be easier. Come join your dentist friend and mushly. <laughs> They're right inside. Get off of her! Get off! Don't die, Audrey. Please don't die. You know, the plant just said the strangest thing just now. It's that Warren and Mr. Mushnik are already inside. It's true. I did it. I fed them to it. And that's what made it so big and strong. You, so famous. I've done terrible things, Audrey. 
But not to you. Never to you. But... I want you to, Seymour. What? When I die, would you be very shortly? Give me to the plant so that we'll live and bring you all the wonderful things you deserve. You don't know what you're saying. But I do. It's the one gift I can give you. And if I'm in the plant, then I'm part of the plant. So in a way, we'll always be together.
subsequent to the events you have just witnessed. Similar events in cities across America. Events which bore striking resemblance to the ones you have just seen begin occurring. Ooh, subsequent to the events you have just witnessed. Unsuspecting trucks from Maine to California.
And so, oh, good. Good. yeah, so this was like a surprise to me. I was like, what the fuck is happening here? Because, I mean, no spoiler at this point. Fucking Audrey dies. In the, yeah, they all die. They all die. We all die. Everybody dies. You die. Everybody dies. She dies. Everybody. And I love it. The whole you outgoing die. song as they're taking over the world. Like, so that's what happens. Or, sorry, Audrey 2 kills. Seymour kills Audrey. And then kills the whole world with his fucking minions. <laughs> and I love that ending. Because, you know, I'm all about that morbid fucking shit. <laughs> and mm-hmm. frankly, mm-hmm. The, the, too, the, the theatrical ending doesn't really... I don't know. That was a hell of an easy way to kill it real fast. <laughs> yeah, dude, it did. It did, felt out of place, and they shouldn't have pandered to the fucking people who the test. Uh, what are they? What do they call them? The test, test audience. Pre- test audience. They pulled it on because that's why they changed it. Was it all the yeah. tests? You know, tested well, negatively. Well, out of- here was here was the thing. So so Geffen Geffen produced the original play, um, and Geffen pr- produced the uh, produced what we got as a movie, and Geffen uh, got with uh, Frank Oz. And Frank Oz, Frank Oz, and the uh, the guy who created Audrey Two, the puppet, um, he was like, they were both like, okay, we totally want that original ending, like the, mm-hmm. the bad, the, the quote unquote bad ending. Yeah. And uh, Geffen was like, yeah. Geffen's like, okay, Geffen's like, okay, that, that, I, I trust you, you fucking film it, and they filmed it. That cost five million dollars. I was about to say that this must be the most expensive fucking yeah. sequence ever, like for this movie. Yeah. Especially for a reshoot. Right. Good God, right. Jesus so, Christ! But also, so Geffen comes out and says, "Okay, it's well, it's well produced, it's well, it's well directed, it's well made." He's like, "The problem is, though, when you go see this, when you go see the movie in the in the um, in the theater, uh, on the uh, on the stage, you get to see the people come back out and do their bows." You, they bow like okay. You can, you can so see you know, all these dead, directors, dead, dead, dead. right? And, and he's like, but in a movie theater, you can see the movie. In the movie theater, they're fucking dead. They're dead. They're gone. You never <laughs> see them again. So that was his big thing. Like you never see them again. So like um, Frank Gons is still like opposed to. It. He's like, I hate that we had to go back and do this shit, but mm. uh, we did it. We, we we made it. And I, I think his his only compromise is that fucking um, when when Audrey and uh, Seymour like get that fucking uh, that house at the end. There's a little bitty like uh, Audrey two at the end. He, he smiles and shit like oh, this shit ain't really over, baby. Like, like a Critters movie or some shit. But like right. um like that, that's his only really true thing uh, that he got from doing that incredible true alternate ending which is a this that alternate ending is fucking amazing like it's it's awesome <laughs> it's hilarious it's 10 it's, they, it, it literally is 10 brutal. minutes of the world getting destroyed but it looks yeah. great it looks awesome mm-hmm. great yeah super well and shot they had, they had the, th- the three singers that have kind of been narrating pretty much the whole story you know behind the basically like, you know Patton in front of the big American flag singing at first right. before you right. see all the destruction. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> and yeah. I, I, you know, you have RG2 spitting out his glasses. You have RG2 spitting out fucking oh, uh, oh, yeah. glasses oh, yeah. and shit. Great. I love it. It's and really well made. He hated doing it, but he understood why he had to for yeah. the theater audience, which sucks. <laughs> yeah, no, sucks. Man, but, but that's but so I fucking... That. Yeah, it's so, so fucking fascinating to me because I'd never considered that. That, yeah, okay, the protagonist can die at the end, but you can still be able to take the actors out and they'll do the bow at the end. Right, I've never right, even right. thought about that, dude. That's fucking fascinating. That, yeah, look, it, it it gives, like, closure in a happy way because it reminds the audience that, yes, there's 
That's fucking right. nuts to me, dude. I'd never ever it's, thought it's about totally that. Totally different dynamic, you know. Like, oh my sure. god, they're dead. Actually, no, they're here. And then you know, it's, it's just so different stage wise, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is awesome. Uh, god, I would love to see this on stage. Oh god, dude. I agree. Man, and yeah, even at the end of the original one too, where like, you know, one of the plants just bursts out of the fucking actual screen itself. Like, it's if you're in the theater <laughs> and it's coming out of the theater screen. Like, fucking awesome, dude. That's just. Love it. Well, ah, awesome. Man, what a bummer! That's it's literally <laughs> like five minutes. Next five D. <laughs> <laughs> Avatars will be bursting into our brains. <laughs> but dude, this is hands down. Uh, frankly, I like this way more than Grease. I thought Grease is my favorite musical until I watched this, and man, it's just fucking perfect. This is my favorite. It's kind musical. of all across the board to me. It's just even yeah. even as much as I dislike the theatrical ending it's it's still fun to watch oh shit it's a great it's it's, it's just a great musical man like, the, the music is great like the, the feels are all there it, it's just a great put together fucking movie man uh especially from a, a first director my first time director like it's just like man this guy he figured it out like it's all on a it's all on the sound stage and the soundstage is all perfect, and the fact that they never they don't ever use green screen in this cut, they use no green screen. It's all like practical shit. Mm-hmm. They don't fuck oh, with yeah. any green screen. It's all right there in your fucking face. And man, I mean, come on, that, that scene where you see where, you, where Audrey's on the phone talking to fucking Audrey too, and she looks through the window and sees him like, yeah, baby. And I was like, <laughs> this is fucking incredible. Like it's yeah. so fucking intense and awesome. It's just like. It's just a, an amazingly made scale. movie. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I love it, man. Honestly, this is definitely my favorite musical, like hands down. <laughs> hands down. I, I, can you think of anything that competes with it? Really? I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't. I think for me, um, Fan of the Opera or um, or Sweeney Todd might be close, but like, um, yeah, it's hard, man. I, I think this one is so much. So it, it, for me, it's, it's like uplifting. But it's it's one of a kind, yeah. It's, it's dark, and I, you know, I have a couple of dark ones. But like uh, this one, just I don't know. This one just hits me every fucking time, dude. My, my, even when I play it, Joanna's just like fucking straight in, like oh, fuck, down on Skid Row. <laughs> like she's just like, fucking, she just gets right into it, you know. But uh, this is it's all a great, about it. <laughs> yeah, it's all about it, dude. All about it. It's, it's a great, great. Hey, you know what? I miss Rick Moranis, and I love seeing Rick Moranis in this. So. Yeah, I, I do like seeing him in, in movies. My dad, I, I was literally looking at pictures of him yesterday of when he was younger, and he was Rick Moranis's fuck, dude. Like, mm, literally shit, a shoe in. Awesome. Oh, shit. A shoe in wow. for Rick Moranis. He actually is. Big... <laughs> Dodge that bullet. <laughs> fuck, man. Yeah, this thing is a gem. Absolutely. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. It's, it's a really good. It's a really great musical, man. If anybody go, check this out, it's 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 so much fucking fun, man. Such such great dark comedy. It's it's just great. I love it, especially with Definitely. the original ending. Which goddamn dude, the original ending is fantastic. <laughs> Definitely watch it. Yeah. <laughs> well done. It's all it's all um it's all tabletop too. They they film most of the stuff uh, besides the people driving around in cars and people people running around in cars, mm. uh, round cars. Uh, most of the puppet work stuff in the 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 London the, it's I call it London they call it London bridges 
uh, but th- that bridge and the uh, uh, Statue of Liberty, all that stuff is on a tabletop. So it's this huge, like, it's all a huge pool, pu- uh, like you play pool on. It's this huge tabletop where they filmed most all of all the puppet stuff on was in this movie. It's, it's where they filmed it on. It's incredible. Yeah, there's yeah, no blows my mind, man. There's no stop motion. It's all puppet stuff on a fucking tabletop with like tiny fucking taxis getting blown up and shit. It's all like <laughs> it's 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 right so well done. It's it's incredible to me, dude. It's fucking insane. I like the train that just completely rails into the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's That's so cool. random. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a lot of this movie, man. That's why I like it so much. Like and, right. and yeah, I just can't get enough of the three singer narrators, man. They I fucking love them to the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And yeah, I I love it so much. I'm, I'm I hope everyone out there. It's on HBO Max. Yeah. I think on some other outlets, or you can rent it. But yeah, it's it's definitely worth. Checking it out. PlayStation PlayStation Network, and I was like, fuck, I get I could have got it on fucking HBO oh, Max. Hey. I, sorry, I didn't get that. I didn't realize. That. I didn't realize. That. <laughs> yeah, oh, please. There's an app. So real fast, there's an app you can download. Just watch, go into there, search the movie, and it'll tell you every single every single streaming service it's available on. Just mm. watch. Because I have TiVo on my fucking uh, TV, and it is the most piss poor fucking excuse of trying to do that. It'll <laughs> if you could have, say it's on Hulu or something, right? And so right. you right. could have Hulu, and it'll try to stream it through TiVo's bullshit thing instead of going straight to Hulu and like. That's a fucking infuriating experience to use. Yeah, fucking fuck that. Yeah, keyboard. fuck that, Mike. It's out there. It's available. <laughs> What's it called again, Mike? The movie? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, man. Just, <laughs> just watch. Just, just watch. watch. Okay. Yeah. Dude, I'm downloading it now. All right. So, all right. We got, we got, we good, guys? Hell yeah. All right. Yeah, um, th- thanks everyone for tuning in the show. We, uh, as usual, we uh, it's me, Michael Deason, and Chris John Martins, and me, Jeremy McFarlane, and uh, we'll come back and we're doing we're doing music stuff for a long time now. So awesome. you guys get ready for it. We're doing music stuff for a long time now. We're doing after, album covers. After we, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're doing reviews. We're doing a lot of music reviews from now on. So that that might be our thing. So we're gonna stick to it and hope you guys like it. If you don't. Well, maybe you tell somebody else, and maybe they like it, and we'll keep going. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, uh, we have fun. We don't do we don't produce any sort of like uh, revenue or any kind of garbage bullshit from that. Yeah, we just have, have fun, fun have doing a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah we just have a fun time doing it. Yeah, so, uh, but hey, you guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We'll talk to you guys soon. Uh, please go out, listen, to, go go watch fucking Little Shop of Horrors. This thing is a fucking watch the original and watch the remake. They're both fantastic. So. I like them both. They're completely different different beasts from each other. So do them both. Um, and, um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you guys next time with some more music stuff. And uh, thank you so much for listening. And uh, take it easy. Don't be a piece of shit. And um, take it easy out there. Peace. Later. Later, y'all. I certainly haven't been shopping for any new shoes. I certainly haven't been spreading myself around I still only travel by foot and by foot it's a slow climb But I'm good at being a
so I can't stop changing all the time I notice that my opponent is always on the go And won't go slow so as not to focus And I notice He'll let you ride with any guide as long as they go fast From whence he came but he's no good at being uncomfortable So we can't stop staying exactly the same If there was a better way to go then it would find me I can't help it, the road just rolls out behind me Be kind to me, or treat me mean I'll make the most of it, I'm an extraordinary machine I seem to you to seek a new disaster every day You deem me due to clean my view and be at peace and lay Along for long before you came into the play I am the baby of the family It happens so Everybody cares and wears the sheep's clothes While they chaperone Curious, you're looking down your nose at me While you appease Courteous to try and help But let me set your mind at ease If there was a better way to go then it would find me I can't help it, the road just rolls out behind me Be 